0: So, good luck out there. <laughs> Morning, everyone. I think you, you're the one who needs a lot. It's so funny, isn't it, on that tease <sighs> with... Uh, Don't <laughs>
1: say it again. You're not going to say what you just said I, on Instagram. I wasn't going to say that at good?
0: all. I was good. talking about the moment with Lee when he said, I think this is more of a journey for you. I think this is always more of a journey for me. Especially when my brain is feeling slightly...
1: <laughs> woo-woo. We are... S- just very, very quickly, because Morning you will all. eventually see... What is going to happen with Lee? My friend Lee, Peart, follow him on Instagram that many of you know. Yeah, I don't overpig it. He he is so funny in this thing that he and Mark have collaborated on. He's, I am going to say whatever I want. No, no, no. no He's very saying, bloody funny but, but like, and one day you, you're going to see it and you're you, going to laugh and laugh.
0: Mind you, I think Lee is a big fan of the kind of over uh, <laughs> over over uh, maybe before I, I like to plug, keep it under a bushel and then and then release. You've never kept anything. No, no, under no, no, no. Bushel. Something like that. Yeah, no, something you're like not this. Very I do. Oh, I am more bushelly than you. But um I never bushel?
1: I never say to people, oh, you're gonna find this really funny because I think it's just so dangerous because everyone's so I mean. different. But I'm telling you now, if I am saying this,
0: I've not seen you laugh 100%. quite so. much. I felt a bit jealous, actually. I thought, oh, you I have Which 100%
1: I a confidence. Not only that, the girls watched it as well and were howling with laughter.
0: I have to say. And
1: Dina, just with the shorter one, was going... Mm. She can't No, sit. She, Dina was... This is my sister. She was going... Mm. But she can't sit still for a two minutes. I, no, but she, she
0: can't sit still for two minutes. It was quite an achievement. She was going... Mm.
1: Which, for Dina, is howling with laughter.
0: Seismic. <laughs> That's, seismic.
1: That's seismic. Lee, I don't just know if one. you're listening to this, but Dina went... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Funny is that how some people just don't want to laugh? Like when I get Dina laughing out loud,
0: it's not about you, but I love it. Um, uh, has Mark unchanged the title? I had to look up the Persian Love, I learned so much here. Have I changed the title? Yes, no, I've taken Compersion out because I thought no one would understand, but so, we are doing it. So, the joy of your partner flirting is flirt- flirting, well, um, it's
1: very reductive because it's not just that we just didn't know how to put it in.
0: As the vicar said to the bishop.
1: Yes, that
0: works. (laughs) thank you very much. (laughs) Said the bishop to the man. No, no,
1: stop now, not too much.
0: Okay, smack that bishop. Um, Good morning, everyone. How are we all? Uh, No, there was something I was going to say about that that's really annoyed me. Um,
1: Is there nowhere we can
0: put compersion in? Because I think... Oh, babe, I'm sick. This (laughs) has been such a... Trying to get the socials up this morning with a constant two-way kind of... Backwards and It's and actually backwards. a
1: really hard thing. When we want to put in the title what we're talking about, we're so restricted by the words. It's the most frustrating thing because I'm sure yeah. there'd be lots of things that we do talk about that people will be interested in, but we can't tell them For example, about. it's no
0: reflection on Lisa Marie, but I wouldn't want I didn't want Lisa Marie weight loss tragedy to be so up there. And then but there will don't. be a brief way to say that, but sometimes one's trying to kind of get in. I want to get in as many topics for you. Compassion we
1: are going to be talking about later, and it is it, it actually—it's complex, but it actually comes from polyamorous relationships, and we, it's really interesting. And I, 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 we're going to touch on it, and then we are also going to do a how to stay married podcast on it as well, because I
0: think it's it really also comes from Buddhist origins. I didn't. Realize. Does
1: it? That's yeah. what I mean. We need to do more research and do a more a fuller
0: but um, exploration. But before we get to that, um, good morning, everyone. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. I hope you, if you're listening. Be careful. I found it
1: very enlightening, somebody
0: saying, people know about compassion. People know about compassion. Okay, well, do we want to lead with that? Or should we, let's save it. Let's talk about Lisa Marie Presley, uh, her weight loss story. Now, in the coffee moaning papers at the weekend, um, we talked very briefly, it was one of the stories that all the papers were reporting on the fact that the blockage, because it was just reported last week that she had a blockage in her... Uh, bowels um absolutely that, that she died from um so a blockage in terms of her digestive system
1: so there was a whole i can't remember uh, well what yeah the the, and then,
0: the, well no and the explanation was was that it was actually scarring of some formal keloids like, yeah uh, from yeah. um a, a sort of weight loss operation but you, you well
1: any surgery potentially you can get scar tissue can't you and so this had built up and built up and she had a blockage in her intestine and there was a Very long piece of intestine that had actually died. Actually, right. So this is
0: the kind of thing. This is Lisa Marie Presley. This obviously this was a while ago, but um, it was the kind of the details of how and why she died, and it just. I think I mentioned at the time. There's a sort of. I didn't know how much the parallel between her death and her father's death um we were getting lo- we were getting lost in generations here she is elvis's daughter isn't Daughter, she? yeah it was um, me i was
1: thinking granddaughter but bariatric surgery you know where you have a you have your a piece of your mm. intestine taken out and actually your stomach is ends up like this Nor did like...
0: he actually die i mean because i think elvis elvis's death is often ca- i think it's really insane i mean look let's put it to the side all of the other dubious aspects around elvis's life but the way in which he died is often characterised and caricatured and joked about and laughed about, isn't it? That he died on the toilet eating a hamburger. A well, this start?
1: is this is this is why I thought this was interesting to talk about mm. this today because, I, I, I first of all, did we ever look at Lisa Marie Presley and ever think she had a pound to lose? I I, I mean, she's always. I like never thought about her and weight as a rep- Yeah, you just never. Mm to be able to to, to have that surgery, which is such a massive deal to have that surgery. It's a big, big surgery that, you know. Mm. And um, she... I I just couldn't help, when I saw it, to draw the parallels between that and Elvis because Elvis, yes, he had drink and drug problems, but really his real addiction was food. And we've spoken about this before, and, and, and many people don't agree on a, well, that he died.
0: Food, he died of a heart attack.
1: Yeah, that food can be is 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 an addictive substance, substance yeah. like alcohol or drugs. I absolutely passionately believe in that. I used to go to Overeaters Anonymous. I have no doubt that there are millions of people that suffer with food addiction. And those people are often told, "Well, eat less and exercise more," and it's just not that fucking simple. Mm. And I think that it's an that it's another tragic side to Elvis that I think ha- we haven't heard as much about. But I think now with Lisa Marie Presley dying from effectively having the most extreme going to the most extreme lengths to be slimmer, bariatric surgery is you know it's a big deal. Um, And the fact that he, he as well, apparently once was put into a coma to try and lose weight. This very dodgy 70s doctor who was putting people into a coma and he, you know, recommended because Elvis had got so big. And um, it's very strange. Apparently he came out of the coma because he fell out of the bed. Right. Can you believe the stories? But he would eat something. He he would get up sometimes to like tens of thousands of calories a day. You know, there's all the laughing, joking, isn't there, Mm. about the these sandwiches that you would have with a whole pot of peanut Mm. butter and a whole Mm. pot of jam, and those are still sold. And then it was deep fried, and ha ha ha! What an appetite!
0: I think the story tragic. Yeah, I I think think the story ran. I mean, I mean, I think it's an urban uh, urban myth, but. You know the story. Yes, he died of a heart attack, and a lot of people speculate that you know he, his, his, he, and members of his family had suffered from a variety of congenital issues due to, they say, inbreeding much further up the kind of uh, family tree. That's why they say. But um, he, uh, yes, he died of a heart attack. But, uh, but what is, is, isn't isn't the joke not the joke? Because I mean, it is a joke, unfortunately. But people talk about the fact that he was eating a lot of food at the time, wasn't no, it?
1: No, but but can I just tell you this? People don't realize that your heart is a muscle. Yeah, no, no, so absolutely, if you're going from oh over, massively overeating, diet, losing weight, like really your your heart yeah, yeah. suffers from that. And and starvation, like your heart, like your mum told us lots of stories, didn't she, when she was mm, working in the anorexia yeah. unit of people that starved and starved and starved. So, you know, yes, all those things together. People die all the time from peep from from you know these food addiction i believe that just goes under the radar it's not and and just the more understanding we have of it hmm. the less people will have to suffer the more support and understanding
0: so you coming from the perspective i mean i i again you you drill into the kind of history and the details and the studies which have been you know countless about how elvis died the causes of death the, the literal causes we it's funny how still the medical establishment and when you get doctors and experts i just was looking at something in the daily express about how elvis died you know, when they look into the kind of literalness of what causes death, of course there's the literal thing that causes death. But for me, this strikes me, or I wonder whether what's happening in the Presley, in these two people, or for Lisa Marie and certainly for Elvis, is the idea that actually addiction issues get hidden very much in diagnosis and in Mm. sort of final decisions on what causes of death are. So, you, you know, a lot of, for example you know, suicides and lots of sort of issues are a consequence of alcoholism, you know. So, and they get hidden behind the fact that someone dies of, I don't know, liver poisoning. Do you know what I mean? So the literal definition of a death, which often goes into the sort of family history and it's Mm. kind of, it's kind of, oh, that's what they died of. And that, I mean, I remember my grandfather talking about the fact that when I asked him what his, his father died of, and my grandfather's father died when when I think about that what an impact on my gra- on my grandfather actually. Wow. He was two when his father died. And he remembers him being in bed and he when i was a kid he he said something i think he might have said something he had leukemia or he had something else but it was cirrhosis of the liver It was alcoholism which for me was really significant and important because certainly when you go into rehab you you chart these patterns in family trees and is that kind of what resonated for you in this yeah um, when
1: i think of all the stories from when i sat sat over eaters anonymous years ago and, you know, the desperate act, so the long periods of overeating and stuffing and, you know, mm. trying to fill that emotional gap with food, and then the periods of time of taking slimming pills and doing all this sort of stuff, you know, that is just so tragic. And and I think he was more of a pill popper. He was known, well, what what do any of us know mm. completely about, but from stories, than, than alcohol. And I just wonder how much of that was slimming. If he was prepared to be put into a coma... Mm. to try and lose weight i i think it would be highly unlikely that he wasn't taking slimming pills as well from Mm. the hollywood doctors and i suppose it's just another moment of just going let's you know let's just let's be kinder to people that that literally can't just eat less and exercise more because it ain't that simple it's just it's just not
0: yeah yeah, and no i agree yeah Wow. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's that's sort of Lisa Marie. Um, uh, again, that's not necessarily news that's broken, but it is. It, it's something that you know. I think people are coming to terms with what, 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 what. Why do these? Why do people die of the things that they die of? You know, there are yeah. there are often kind of mental health or kind of other Stuff much more complex on. issues yeah. that are going on. Um, and it's the fact that sort of everyone she knew had no knowledge of this either, you know, there's this sort of claim, you know, it, she kept her weight loss issues away from everyone. It's amazing, isn't it, how much you, I mean, I remember when I got sober, so many people were kind of surprised. Weirdly, I don't know how. I mean, so many people were surprised because to the outside world, the outside facing world, you know, you, you're holding it together but in private, you know, and we all know about that with our mental health, don't we? Um, I just wanted to, just before we get onto compersion, I just wanted to just share this one story. I just This is just an incidental story, it's not in the title. I just thought this would appeal to you Nads and I think you'd seen it the Ukrainian honey trappers this is in the obviously Russian Ukrainian war uh, Ukrainian women persuading Russian soldiers to reveal all via dating apps and this struck me as a really interesting parallel to a story Nadia was telling me a while back about the French resistance and how and I'm not suggesting for a minute that these women are in any way sort of no. uh, sex workers or anything like that but there was a, a I think there was a story in the French resistance where women or prostitutes would actively give German soldiers or try to give German soldiers sexually transmitted well, diseases. Yeah. I
1: mean, they would run Italian, they'd be really proud and, yeah. it, you know, it was just, you know, ten more or whatever. What a fascinating
0: way to invert sort of a femininity power and exploit toxic masculinity and male vulnerability because and all that, time that again,
1: stuff. time again, rape has been used in war and luckily yeah. and it just across the, across the globe right now, right this minute.
0: And this story just gives you another human aspect to this. And this is a group of women who, as I say, are, are corresponding, flirting, honey-trapping um, Russian soldiers, getting them to a place of comfort, attraction, desire, what have you, connection, uh, so that they eventually at some point either reveal some details of the, on their passports Uh, some kind of geographical location and then this information and true sort of French resistance style is kind of then telegraphed back up the battle line to the soldiers and then they can take them out and do something about them. And I just think, wow, you know, what a way to, what a clever way in war to combat the most sort of disgusting aspect of war, which is the use of rape Mm -hmm. and, and almost the power of women to be able to flip this back. And there's got to be a film in this, this. So I think
1: in all these different, I, I want to go through war, you know, because it's like you've got another brilliant story. Oh out God, here. yeah, yeah, I know the
0: but, the, Auschwitz. the Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but um, but you know what, you, I'm Reese. also thinking when I'm hearing this, because don't forget, there so many of these Russian soldiers have been forced into war and they are young and they are lonely and they are terrified and they're hungry and they're sitting in freezing cold mud and they probably have accepted that they're they're gonna die Mm. and you know always on both sides the tragedy of war it's Mm. just and to think that also these young people are taking comfort in that you know Mm. it's just it's just so horrific, isn't it? Mm. It really is.
0: I'm sorry, there was a lag on our live chat. So apologies if you've been saying stuff or squealing stuff and we haven't heard you, sorry. Martina McKeown, that's incredibly kind of you. She's just gifted 10 memberships. So oh, 10 thank of you, you Martina. will suddenly receive a membership. You'll
1: this. receive a month's membership to try us out. Yeah. We're very good over there, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, I'm really enjoying the Sunday show at the moment. It's really good fun. Um, okay, compersion. Let's do it. Let's 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 do it. Let's fall in love. First
1: of all, does uh, there was somebody here that was that was that's found it Yeah, boring. remind Can us,
0: remind us what... Com-
1: well, we don't, it's not remind, is it? Because we're all just, I, we've never heard this word before. And we wanted to touch on it today, but as I said, we need, we're going to need to go into it in more depth. So the word compulsion,
0: do- let me just share when I hear the word, I've got
1: the, uh, i gave you. Yes. When I hear
0: the word, I just think of, I, it feels very close to compulsion. I don't know why, but there we go. So what is compulsion? Handing you over to Nat.
1: So, well, I'm reading this. Compassion is a wholehearted participation in the happiness of others. Others, It is the sympathetic joy we feel for somebody else, even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. Thus, compassion can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. Um, now, you can easily imagine that and feel that. We could all conjure up a memory of that when... Something wonderful's happened for a friend of ours. You see you see a friend who's finally found love and is snuggled up and is giving maybe their partner a, a little kiss and there's a frisson between them. you can feel that joy of this, you know, for this new love. You can think of your something brilliant happening for your child, or and it's that feeling mm. when you go, oh, but it's trying to bring that into your relationship now this i correct me if i'm wrong so i am only just funny out. i think this was this originally happened this is something that's discussed in polyamorous relationships. well i was
0: going to say yeah the specifics around the article that you dug out was about compersion within a relation compersion within a relationship. relationship so the idea that you can find jo- so let me give you quite bluntly a simple quite bluntly a simple example so you're at a party And you see your partner flirting with someone else and, you know, and getting joy from flirting with someone else. And you, compersion is the ability to feel joy about your partner feeling joy. Could you do that? Could you feel that?
1: I can. can, can.
0: What, with me flirting with someone else? Yeah, because the
1: thing is, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to own, you, you can, I believe you can feel this in a monogamous relationship. In a trusting, monogamous relationship, I think you can. You are a natural flirt.
0: So are you. Like I am, yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I see you being flirty and being kind of cute, I actually, I just, I love it because, it it, A, it reminds me of how you used to be with me. I'm looking at you as... Used to be, used to be with her. No, no, when you first... Not not used to. you, You sometimes do feel a bit nervous about flirting with me. No. And this isn't... And it's anyone that knows about compulsion here, obviously we know we're just skimming Dawn the surface. Inter- yeah, but Dawny Harvey it. makes
0: an interesting point. You use the word flirting. You say that I'm quite a flirty person. Flirty to a point, but I would never mm. be flirtatious in a sexual way. I do think this is about, could you feel happy about me flirting with someone and there being a sexual frisson with that person?
1: Well, let me, let me just say, because another side of it is being... Is, is finding the joy. So say you're telling me about an, a past relationship that you've had or a past flirtation or mm. a past one night stand, mm. um, which you have. It's like Dina said she the other day, I am, and I'm bloody girlfriends if you had, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was here with this one, I was here with that. But I, and it was funny, because when she said that, I thought, God, she was being quite sisterly when she said that, I mean, she was joking with you, but there was a little bit of protectionist in her. And I thought, oh God, isn't that funny? because I actually, I actually really love hearing these stories from I'm sorry, Mark, I didn't because, mean no, 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 you didn't mean anything, and you don't have to hmm. say sorry, because you've done nothing, but I actually do feel compassion because you're telling me about your youth, you're telling me about what you did, I can see how much you enjoyed it, and why is that, why am I able to feel all of that, because actually, I do really trust you, and I see you as an individual, and I see, and you have, can have your own autonomy, and me possessing everything about you right through your life before I even knew no, you... No, I get that. I understand ...doesn't that. make me feel nice. I because can see that. Because I had that. one relationship. My first relationship, I had a lot of jealousy, right? Because I didn't know myself and I didn't... And I, I remember feeling that this feels really horrible and this feels really toxic. So, now listen, it's really important, because in this article, and I thought this was really important part, point, it said... This isn't about being a good or a bad person. Like, if you don't have these feelings and you don't have any sort of compassion abilities. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person there's anything wrong with you. It is just a difference. But going to
0: back, I understand what you're saying about historic, and I, I get that, and I understand that. And, and, and just to be clear, whenever I do talk about my past, I'm, I'm really always it's kind all, of yeah, throwing it, it under the bus, oh, yeah, to be so honest. Or I'm throwing myself nothing, under the bus. Nothing, yeah. But, no, talking in, in sort of a present tense, if we were out and if we were at a party and you saw me flirting with someone and that flirting was quite sexual in a sort of, you know, and you could see me getting joy from it, I I, could, I, I couldn't do that. If I saw you doing that with someone else, it would for me be a sign that something's gone wrong. So I'm not exactly. Delivered. There would be, be a line. I'm giving something. What is that line? I
1: think it's just a line that you fit. It's your own boundary, isn't it? It is your own. Boundary. But that's the problem so with see, relationships. Isn't so it? So your like boundary isn't
0: my boundary. And if not that, I would. But if I was at a party and you saw me, could you? How far would I have to go before you'd feel, mm, okay, it's a bit weird. I don't feel comfortable with this. I
1: would know it the first second. That's what I mean. It's just not something I can say here and now. It would be just like, yeah, there would be...
0: That's a big if, says Good Triple Pop, is you hate parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think that it's it's actually, it's actually, it's not just voting. It's joy in your partner having joy in other things. Minky Moose says playing with fire. And you not, and it not being about everything has to come vicariously through you or through your joint relationship. But you're not a
0: jealous person. I I, I almost sometimes think you wouldn't even get jealous if I was in a corner snogging someone.
1: Oh, I I fucking would. Are you joking? I would get
0: jealous. No, you wouldn't get jealous. You'd just get cross and you would just walk out. If you did this,
1: like if you were talking to someone and your arm went up against the wall, I would get jealous, but I would hate you. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and I would finish with you. Right. <laughs> so no, there is. But, this, you, but, but, you the, the, you but that's why this is so jealous. interesting. Though, if this, you but... made me jealous, you would know. You know, we know silently what our boundaries See, are. My here, the See, my
0: thing with this, it Nads would headbutt them, says I. See, my thing with this is that I know. I think it's. I think it's hugely <clears throat> stressful the way this is kind of presented because it does. I know it says this is not what you should aspire to. Don't feel this as a goal. But it kind of infers that if you can get there, there's something kind of cool about you, and you're very accepting and all all, all encompassing person. But recuse. if if you were if you were in a situation, um, and I was it was expect, and I was trying to make myself get to this moral place of feeling joy because you were enjoying overt sex or sexually suggestive attention from someone. If you were enjoying that. <laughs> But and I was in the far. stress of having to... No, 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 no this, is, but this is what they're talking about. They We're talking about... But it the, comes what, from the polyamorous world, No, but it? Okay,
1: but, but, but this can happen in a monogamous relationship, that's the point. And it's about being joyful for just stepping outside of your yeah, relationship I can understand it and, other and watching your partner. Yeah,
0: but monogamous is really important. in a mono, Did you say monogamous or did you say... Yeah. Yeah, in a monogamous... Oh, monogamous, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking... <laughs> what's the one where you don't have sex? Is monogamous? It's one person, isn't it? Um... Yeah, in a monog- monogamous relationship, you can you can feel that compersion in other areas of life. But around romance, it's really hard, isn't it?
1: Well, it says here, compersion depends on viewing other people as intrinsically autonomous and self-determined, celebrating their own unique path to fulfilment.
0: Well, yeah, that could go as far as you want it to go. I mean, <laughs> This, this could... might
1: not seem radical when we feel happy for a friend, getting a promotion, a family member, yeah, da-da-da, sense. a child delight in learning how to book... But what if our romantic partner were to experience happiness and growth from an intimate relationship with someone else? Could we possibly rejoice with them? Now, when we say intimate, it doesn't necessarily mean
0: sex. No, but but I do think, yes, you could rejoice for them, but it pretty much means your relationship's over. I think it has to, or there has to be some aspect of the relationship that isn't delivering on that thing that you, I mean, you just, hang on, you just said it just then, you said how you used to flirt with me. So I I would, if I would see that sort of thing in a relationship, you know, if you were doing that, I I would, I would go to a place thinking, oh shit, she's after that thing that made her feel very nice about me, but I don't do it, and what am I not doing, and da-da-da-da. It would make me reflect on what I'm not doing.
1: I suppose I didn't mean used to, I meant in the way that one sees it. Not used to, or the way I would see it in you when I first knew you, rather than... Well, yeah, because one
0: was more separate at the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I mean, this uh, could create bullying, says Laura Lou. Does this word only relate to... No, it doesn't mean... It doesn't just relate to relationships. Um, Cherry D says, well, there's something wrong if you go around trying to make your partner jealous. That's a whole different problem. That's a whole
1: different thing. This is about being able to... It's the freedom giving your partner the free. Okay, let, let's give let's give an example of something that might be very difficult. So, say you met, and this I would consider an intimate relationship that you could have with somebody else that wouldn't be sexual. Right. Okay. So you are you are an English graduate, right? I'm not. I left school at fifteen. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So you could meet a woman, Mm -hmm. that you really share that intellectual um, passion Passion, and understanding, that could be... I would have to challenge myself with that because say you did make that friend and I would be so, like, I I know that that would be a really lovely thing and good thing for you. There would be fear in me about that because that's something that I can't give you, right? But I would look... For the joy in that, that that's actually something that's so lovely for Mark. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yes. Instead of going, oh God, I don't want him to be friends with that person because if she's giving him something that I can't give him, I would—I would, i would my, um, my aim would be to be joyful for you in that. But that's and intru- I think by being free with that... That would feel good for
0: you. By the same extension, I would say I wish I could feel like that if you could go out and sort of have a kickback, drink, have a laugh, fun with someone <laughs> who could have a few drinks and just have a bit of, bit of a laugh and be light-hearted and not be bothered you by... You like all... that 25,000
1: times a day. No, no,
0: no, I know. But sometimes I think, oh, she, she would just like... It would just be nice just to go out and sew and just do that and kick back, like I used to. And I wish I could almost... Uh, you know, recreate, what, me recreate another me and send it to go out with you, but it's not actually me and it doesn't jeopardize my sobriety. But it's and all interesting, that kind of
1: stuff. isn't it? That you're going to that what you can't do when you have to. <clears throat>
0: I'm gonna read some of your comments in a sec, guys,
1: but... Yeah, we're gonna do, do a whole podcast. I just wouldn't be nice.
0: with someone, says Lee Dorant, who needs satisfaction from someone else, even if that's on an intellectual level. That's interesting, but.
1: But, but if you think about, so we're obviously we're discovering all this, if you actually think about that, Lee, we are saying that we must be able to deliver everything to another person. Is there any arrogance in that?
0: Well, no, there's huge pressure. I think a lot of relationships do begin to buckle at the edges around that. For, for yeah. Absolutely. Did I write the Did I? Could you feel as happy as someone very no. <laughs>
1: Do you know what? I think to pull this off is extremely difficult. But what about trying to reach a bit more for it? When you're really joyful for everything that happens to your partner, and you don't immediately go, "Oh God, what yeah," but I don't. I, no,
0: no, I agree. I, I think I, none of that is incoherent or not understandable hmm. or not a sort of almost a goal or an ambition or a place to kind of aim for. As soon as you get to a position, which this article is about, it is about seeing your partner gaining some enjoyment and joy from someone else in a flirtatious, semi-sexual, semi-romantic fashion, if you can, you actually feel joy. I think the vast majority of people would really like, struggle no. yeah. to feel joy, <laughs> not because they and, and this is where I think it becomes a dangerous, quite sort of weaponized term. Mm. They're not, they won't not feel joy because they're a hateful, horrible, mm. self-obsessed decrepit individual who doesn't want anyone else to have joy in this instance they would see it as a sign of something not functioning quite correctly in their relationship um so you know i think it is it's from the land of polyamory and it's just a different it's a different kind of approach to relationships erin you make an interesting point i, I, don't, I can't remember are you in a thruple yeah, sure. yeah yeah this happens all the time for me and it really is such an enriching part of the relationship seeing your partner enjoying themselves with their other partner then being cutesy and romantic brings joy it's interesting, you see. I mean, it's, it is interesting. I mean, if you rem- if you could somehow carve out what is it—the trauma, the fear—the yeah. I mean, you're not a jealous person, but you've just said an instance in which you could be jealous, oh, which is around I intellect je- intellectual stimulation. I
1: mean, I don't. I wouldn't be in a relationship with somebody that is trying to make me jealous.
0: No, no, I it's mean, not about ch- trying to make you jealous. Chosen. No, 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 but jealousy, people can be jealous without the person other person, I mean, look at me, You know, no, no, without no, the other person no, no, making them no, feel jealous, no, but no. you wouldn't feel I, jealousy. Of
1: course I understand that, what I'm saying is...
0: <laughs> Zoe, I, I need someone it's, who's obsessed with it's me.
1: Not, it's not that I don't feel jealous, of course I could feel jealous, you don't give me reason to feel jealous mm. because I trust you. Mm. I trust who you tell me you are. I trust what you say to me. Now, maybe there would be lots of people here that say, well, you we should never trust anyone that's stupid, but I do. Yeah. And I see that as an absolute gift. Yeah. I think if I say to you, I trust you, no, no, it, it, that is like, I think that's a really precious thing when you, when yeah, you, no, it really you say is. that something. It really is. And I think... But I trust you until you give me reason not to. And then if you trust me, if you broke that, I would hate you. And you wouldn't be the person that I, I thought you were. Yes, Christine Lampard, somebody said. So like, just said. That is a really good example, actually. Mark really, really crushed on Christine Lampard. And do you know what? That is an exact example of what I meant. I was, like, joyful because it was like, oh, I love Christine. Mark's like, I know, you know, I know that... She's very happily married. He's happily married, but he there was that like God. She's gorgeous. I never expected Christine, out of all the loose women, was going to be the one that you would say. I mean, God, she's so. That sounds really weird, but you know what I mean. She's so beautiful, yeah, but, but I didn't think she was. Okay, so okay. Your well, type. well,
0: how do you feel about the fact that on a regular basis she texts me about the offside <laughs> rule? She understands, obviously, the offside rule and I don't. So we have
1: this real joke going about it and I really do love it and I don't have a single thing I about must it. admit... And when we bumped into her outside Harris, he literally <laughs> couldn't fucking speak. Yeah,
0: oh, but interestingly, I didn't then go into a process of trying to kind of really inveigle and go... Oh, because you oh. couldn't fucking no, speak. No, 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 But and I also, out of respect for you, wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I must admit, I had a conversation with someone recently, I'm working on something where... They referenced a shot in a show and the way in which that shot was done, in a way. And there was, a, I wasn't attracted to the person, but there was a moment where I thought, oh my God, I if, what if you, can you have a relationship with someone who can pick up the detail on something like that too? Wow. I'd never, I hadn't met anyone who picked up this astonishing detail. What detail? The, this detail in the Last of Us regarding a shot that, that I was trying to describe a, a form of shooting something that we were going to adopt and and, and use and experiment with, and she was like, "All oh, right, yeah, and you, the moment where the," and I was like, "Oh my god, you're in you're in this and on top of this." And way you way that, told
1: me about that, and yeah, it was but yes, I was joyful. That was a for moment that. of
0: kind of, but it wasn't sexual at all. No, it but, was just like no, but wow. if I'm honest,
1: when you told me about that, I had a moment of going, "God, I could never Did do you? that." For my, oh, absolutely. Oh, god, I'm sorry. At, no, no. No, 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 don't be no no, 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 You know what I mean. That's I the don't, point. Like, feeling upset. I had a m- no, I didn't. going, okay. Oh god, that's something that I wouldn't be able to do for Mark. And Is the my- aud-
0: sorry the audio just there? I Just had a missed call. Sorry. Is the just quickly check? Is the audio still there? Can you? Can you? Audio okay. Thank
1: you. Okay. I had a moment. Of going, Thanks, oh, you. God, I couldn't do that for Mark. That could be dangerous for me one day if somebody met somebody that that, that like is, is film literate in the way that Mark is. And then I and then I immediately said to myself, there are there is so much else that Mark gets from me, and it's like it's just and I want you to have these other people that give you these things that I can't give you. Mm. I, I I swear to God, I had that whole conversation in my head when you told me, and you didn't even see my eyebrow move.
0: Sorry, I was just having to sort of do something. Say that again, please. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I
1: said I had that whole conversation in my head mm. when you said that to me. Like, oh, that's something. That I we are out
0: sync. Sorry, oh. so I've just got to sort this. Sorry, guys. Oh, water down. Sorry, guys. Sorry. It just uh, for some reason. Are we the, back? The, Yeah, I think we're back.
1: Well, anyway. So, I think we need to move on to flirting and listening styles.
0: Flirting styles.
1: Oh, sorry, listening listen, styles.
0: Listen, okay, listen, listening styles. Yes, quickly. Let's do this.
1: Right, we need the article.
0: Uh, what is your listening style, guys?
1: So this is a funny... Just, just
0: quickly on the on the poll, the vast majority of you said you couldn't be happy or feel joy with your partner. We
1: um, get. Go, we're going to research this properly, and we're going to do it as next week's how to stay married okay. in depth. Um so the this this caught my eye today uh different uh, listening skills and that's because i don't know did you see what i put on the coffee moaning instagram page and on so someone
0: was just saying you didn't get to, a chance to finish your talk she did we were repeatedly off air i said please say it again and nadia actually said whilst we were off air trying to regain wi-fi i'm not saying it again i'm bored of myself no so. no i didn't want to bore anyone <laughs> yeah.
1: shall i shall i just say it again, Baby again. so when you told me that mm. that you'd had that experience without a single thing showing on my face I, I had a moment of panic where I thought oh my god I, I I can never be like that for Mark I'm not film literate in the way that other people are and then I thought and I saw and then I thought oh but I'm so happy for him this is what he need. He need. you know this is good for him and I thought and anyway I do I've got so many other things about me that I give to Mark. And so I had that whole argument with myself.
0: And they're all and in a drawer upstairs. And you... <laughs>
1: There is nothing in the drawer upstairs apart from my ear fucking plugs. And rubbish. So, and my
0: vitamins. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which are really exciting. No,
1: no, but somebody said that's a healthy attitude, but I think this is touching on what the compersion is. Yes. Where you pause for a second and you say, Is this a joyful moment for my partner? Does it really impact against our relationship? Is this me not wanting to have this? Is this about control because I'm frightened? Or is this about control because I I want to protect them or whatever? And just questioning some of that stuff sometimes. Because when you see your partner fired up and excited about something, that's a scary thing because it's a step away from something that's happened between you. But that, I think within a respectful relationship can of course enhance the relationship
0: i would go so far as to say that i think a lot of women bend over backwards to uh feel something like compassion because i'm always struck by as i was re- sort of looking into what we were going to do for a certain travel vlog um you know certain women who go to things like strip clubs and things things like that i think that is that women trying to do that thing in a way for their partners, do you know? I mean, I know a lot. Of women I don't do think like you can strip,
1: crack open this whole new part of the debate. No, no, no. But, but I'm just saying. But I think thing.
0: it becomes incredibly complicated. It, it, you uh, know, and my
1: answer would be no.
0: Compulsion, compersion, conviction,
1: oh, and we'll do it as a yeah.
0: podcast. Something else we're also going to do a separate chat about, just briefly, is about actors who go full method. We're going to be doing that as a separate little kind of drop-in, uh, sort of popcorn junkies' s chat. This is off the back of Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, interesting stuff about the lengths actors will go to. To hit certain weights, I mean it's specifically it's just about weights.
1: So many um, of them, and it does it and does it make you? Uh, does it compel you to see a film yeah. when you know somebody's had to put on fifty pounds or lose fifty pounds? Yeah.
0: Anyway, anyway, so yeah, so these seven listening styles. I
1: well, was laughing reading this this morning because I thought, my God, I, I do all. What's of What's your these. listening
0: style? Tell us as we're well. Well, I
1: think I think that people have to. We have to know. Oh, okay, run types. through them.
0: So, active listening. Do you want me to run through them? Yeah. Your, active listening, possibly the most well-known form. Um, do I need to describe well, this it? Fully when
1: engaged f- and active listening to what someone is saying. Uh, we may be, li- we may listen and also be looking for examples like observing body language, facial expressions. That's fully engaged, active listening.
0: Yeah, I, which I wasn't doing when I was trying to sort out the Wi-Fi problem.
1: And, this, and it says this takes you beyond the words. Ref- you're not just taking in the words, you're looking beyond the words at the whole... Uh, ref- and I think... Reflective listening... At the in- beginning of a relationship... A marriage, that's what we're doing. Active is it for a marriage? Active listening, yeah, yeah. looking at everything. You're da, da, da. Yeah. And, in, and in fact, um, actors, be warned of actors, right? And falling for them because they can do the most fantastic active listening. It is a really charming thing. And if you are looking for a way, if you feel inadequate every for like every date you go on, it's like if you feel like was, they're always choosing somebody else and you don't feel like you're good-looking enough to ever get the girl or the boy or whatever, really listen. It is extremely Says seductive. Says the actor,
0: Edward Bovington. It's
1: really seductive.
0: Says the actor. Um, it's she's re- really bad at pretending to listen. It's, really bad. It's
1: really, really <laughs> seductive to actually really listen to. And I, I don't know whether this is in the list, humble listening. Well, hang on. Let's when just somebody to... almost crosses their hands mm. in their lap and they are sat and they are often yogis, mindfulness people. Well, l- let really me get, said,
0: let's, let's quickly re- rattle through them. Reflective listening, this is very much something that's used in therapy. This is the kind of listening which tells the other person almost by repeating or echoing back what you've heard. So that person speaking really does feel a sense of what they're saying is being reflected back to them. Informational or critical listening. Type of listening might be something you do instinctively in work environment or meeting an interview, for example. Critical listening is where you listen not to criticise, which is what the phrase might suggest, but to evaluate, analyse and question what's been said. Biased or distorted listening. Um... Hands up if some people irritate you. Distorted listening is where we hear what we want to hear based upon our judgments, values, filters or switch. This is algorithmic listening.
1: This is really... This is listening to
0: what you... You know, only listening to what you want to hear.
1: And and, and I think that that's a good one for us all as humans to challenge ourselves with, isn't it? And think... Am I doing that now? Because I've already made all these assumptions, or oh, I've had ten conversations. We do that a lot, I think, in relationships. We go, oh, I know what they're going to say. This is another
0: Closed listening or defensive listening. Is when you're not listening at all, and it's about waiting to get your point across. Mm. You see people literally just sitting there going to say, just get through it. I mean, I'm terrible at that sometimes. I'm distracted. You go like this, Yeah, no, 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 it's bad. Distracted listening very good for busy parents where you go uh-huh uh-huh the kind of distracted listening is also the way we sometimes listen to people speaking perhaps we're engaged in another activity or just not that interested.
1: and I think that's a really important one in, in any way but I think as a parent you know it's something that I've had to make myself do where I because my girls have said it to me they oh. said that's the thing that's been really difficult with you mum is that you're so often doing something else when you're listening to it so I've over the last couple of years, I have I do a lot of this, where I sit down and I, and I cross my arms and I listen and, and I'm just fully engaged with them because we are all so busy, aren't we? And we just forget. Mm.
0: And then empathetic listening is the final where you're very intensely sat with, devoted. And I think it's interesting when you run through all these listening types. We were going to talk about fubbing, which is when people just aren't listening to anyone, they're just on their phone. Or avoiding partners, actually, avoiding any kind of interaction through just scrolling through mindless shit. Um, all of these types of listening are really important aspects of, or danger signs, I think, in relationships. Mm.
1: Kathy says, "When it just looks like you are listening." Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, we've both got ADHD. I know quite just a few of you that, have yeah. ADHD, and. My God. The country Pumpkin just God, said it's hard it's to so listen to that's
0: when I'm deaf and she sits with her hand in front of her. Oh, mouth. I'm so uh, sorry. Oh, it's all right, no, no.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Um, um Natasha Milchin, as soon as I open my mouth, my daughter starts yawning or remembers something <laughs> to tell me. Yes. That's a, yawning
1: listening. They've
0: missed that one. Oh. Reactive listening. Um, is that one of the stars? I think it was one of them, wasn't it? Active listening. Reactive, Reactive listening, listening. Where you're reflective. constantly looking for
1: something to get in and then criticise or well, have something... Well,
0: I think that would be classed as biased or distorted yeah. listening.
1: So the the person speaks to you and then you always start your answer back with but...
0: Yeah yeah
1: but so i'm I'm going to read these more and i'm really going to try and
0: work on because i use all of these i think we should part i think we should move through all of them and and, and also there's that sort of i don't know there's that kind of listening where you're only listening for for the stuff that supports your Mm. sort of negative not opinion of politics but your negative opinion of yourself so for example i can think of someone where you might say something like i don't know I couldn't think of anything better than spending all my time with you doing everything that I could everywhere in the world all the time because you're wonderful. And the only word in that long sentence I've just said they'd home in on is couldn't.
1: Mm. (laughs) And somebody there saying they just hate it when their husband doesn't look at them when they... I put something funny up actually on the Coffee Moaning Instagram. Check that out about that. (laughs) It's a funny meme. Well, that was a
0: varied Coffee Moaning.
1: Uh, May Edmondson telling a story with ADHD means telling a million side <laughs> stories with a vague connection somehow along the way. Do you know Beautifully what? Beautifully put, The May. other day, really, I met, really true. I met Kay
0: Oppenheimer Poppen is coming, yes.
1: Well, for a cuppa before work. And she's a great listener. Kay is a really, really good listener. Jane Moore, very good listener. Actually, Jane Moore says I'm a really good listener. It's one of the—I felt a bit emotional. She said that to me on air. Should I, I never knew you had ADHD? Should I only ever think? Of well, like as, I, she goes, as, as entertaining, as engaged, and as a listening person.
0: yes, yes. Like I, I would wholeheartedly agree when you're interested in what's yes. being said.
1: Uh, I, it's a huge problem for me.
0: You, you make huge decisions on what needs to be listened to.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I had this cup of tea with Kay, and I was, I was. <laughs> I, I stopped after about ten minutes. I went. Like, I'm so sorry. She went. Like, no, no, it's okay. Because she stays with me. Because I go. Bah, 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 bah. I literally went off. Rip it was shame. like going down a corridor. Right. That's the end point. But I've opened every, every door. single door on the way down and the left them corridor. O- And left them open. And left them open with all the drawers inside. Of there you go. And shit pouring out.
0: <laughs> but we wouldn't want you any other way, sweetie.
1: Lee, I, I, did you see the beginning of this chat? We were talking about you. Yeah. I was talking about you and I know um, how much you love people talking about you so you could go back to.
0: The we were talking about you actually. a lot Lee. actually yeah, We're going we're to probably talk about you again as soon as we finish this I
1: we'll see you later Yeah Looking forward to seeing you honey Okay Bye
0: guys We're all good So uh, podcast landing later um, The last Cornish Capers will be landing and then we move on to Pastures New with more home times Bye